and have him to speak unto us. I wanted to say it's a privilege to stand here this morning, and uh, I am thankful for the opportunity. Thankful to the church here for all that you do to put something like this together. There are a contingent of us here who have come from other camps before this one. There was Bentley, then there was Arkansas. So on behalf of the other refugees here, thank you for taking us in. <laughs> well, we are glad to have another place like this. I did ask Jeff Johnson uh, one year that he was here, and I said, Brother, what do you, what do you think? What's, what's the next camp like we've known um, at Bentley and we've known in Arkansas? And he said, I think this is probably it. So that's encouraging. Uh, so be encouraged as you continue um, looking to the Lord and praying about having these. Um, I know when, when somebody said something about Bentley ending, we all thought, never. When Brother John Johnson got up one, one time at camp and said, we're getting older, we don't know how much longer this is going to continue, we thought, never end. Uh, but they did. And so here we are, and we're thankful for it and to have the, the blessing of being here. I mean, I have lifelong friendships that have been established at places like this, you know, and people that I've been able to pick up the phone and call whenever I had an issue and I could call a fellow pastor. And I'll just, I'll just take the opportunity now. I don't know that I, I think I may have done this, Brother Mark, I'm not sure. But when the Lord called me to preach, first place I went was to Bentley. I'd been there as a kid, but I hadn't been back in years until the Lord called me to preach. And so every opportunity I've had when I've stood before some of the men that have preached in that place and looking at you two brothers back there, talk about lifelong friendships that developed. But um, uh, thank you for being faithful to preach the word. As a young preacher, you know, you were my seminary professors, Brother Mark. Um, I didn't pick up the illustration thing. I'm not going to use this water bottle. I'm sure you'll have one later. But uh, you'll, you'll find out if you haven't seen before. Um, but in saying such, as my seminary professors, if this doesn't go well, it's on you. <laughs> well, Hebrews 10 says in verse 24, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Didn't we hear that this morning already? Um, just in the prayers that were being prayed. Uh, just trying to encourage, trying to lift one another up, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Is it approaching? Uh, it is, isn't it? Well, that's my desire as I stand before you. I want to provoke you. I want to exhort you. What will you do? if war comes to our shores? What will you do if you go to the doctor and the doctor says you have cancer? What will you do if someone very near and dear unto your spouse were to be taken to be with the Lord forever? What will you do if you lose your job, if you lose your health? Well, my text this morning is an answer to that question. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Turn with me if you would. Let's, let's stand in honor of reading God's word. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. And after we read our text, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In other words, the Lord's going to go before you. And he is before us and he is behind us and he is beside us and he is above us and he is beneath us, isn't he? He's, David talks about the, him, him being a buckler and a shield unto us. Well, him being so, do we not have every reason? Do we not have every cause to trust in him with all of our hearts? Yeah. Now, I know Noah's probably shaking in his shoes right now. Ask him. Because when, when he comes to my place, I ask him to pray. I said something to him last night about praying for me. He thought I meant now, and I meant last night. And so he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I can't fault him. I would have felt the same way at that time. So I won't ask you, Noah, but I'll ask your dad to pray for me. Yeah. Lord, we come before you this morning praising you, Lord, for your word, the truth of your word. Lord, we pray for our brother as he preaches to us this morning, Lord. Speak to us through your word, through him. Lord, prepare our hearts to hear your word. Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember your word in the times that come. Lord, help us to put our trust fully in you and in nothing else. Amen. You may be seated. So, do you hear what is being said unto us? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path we've got a couple of brothers here who work in insurance actually more than two there's three now at least maybe more is there anybody else in the congregation who works in insurance I don't know but I know when the Lord brought me to a place where that was my, I, I don't pastor full time so I, I'm, I'm bivocational I have to work another job and at one point that was an, in, an insurance agent I didn't know anything about being an insurance agent the place that hired me you know they, they just they gave me the opportunity um, and they were going to train me and, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh, a, a commission job it was a salary job and I was I've been working a commission job and I was thankful for the opportunity to work and get paid every week because I'm not the greatest salesman brother but um, when the Lord brought me to that place this is where I was trusting in the Lord Lord I don't know how to do this if I'm going to learn this if I'm going to become licensed to be able to do this and support my family and and and, and maybe this be my career you know as far as earthly speaking, um, to be able to, to provide that support, I'm going to need you to help me. 
because I can't do this on my own. Um, you know, I was the kid who was always in the corner. I wasn't the one out there, you know, saying, hey, look at me. I was standing behind someone else hoping someone didn't ask me to pray. You know, that was, that was my personality. But, but um, I needed the Lord's help. And if you look at this, you may say, well, this is, this is really simple, Brother Russell. We, we, we know this verse of Scripture. Trust in the Lord. We, we know this. We've, we've heard this before. Why, why do we need to hear this again? Well, let me ask you, how are you doing with it? Hmm? Are, are you trusting the Lord with all of your heart? Are you acknowledging him in all of your ways? Um, you know, how are you doing with it? I, I could say the same thing about Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5, and it kind of puts it on an equal plane for me in my mind when you think about this, just because of the all aspect. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. And with all thy soul, and with all thy might, I ask you again, how are you doing? How are you doing? This is what we're commanded. This is commanded of us. This is what we're called unto. This is actually the heart we've been given, isn't it? Isn't that in your heart? Isn't that your desire? Is that I would love the Lord my God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my strength, and then set this passage right there beside it and say that I would trust in the Lord with all of my heart? that I would acknowledge him in all of my ways? I mean, as believers, that's, that's, that's in our hearts. You know, this, this passage meets us in times of trouble, doesn't it? It meets us in times of trouble. It, it rises up as David against Goliath because there are some troubles that are giants in our lives, aren't there? There are some serious things that we encounter and are called to endure. And so what I mean by that is there's this, this towering trouble. You can imagine how much larger Goliath was than David, threatening us, and this passage seems to come against it and say the same thing that David said. You remember what David said? Goliath curses him, you know, by his gods, and David says, I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And so what's, what's the enemy you know, of our souls when trouble comes? It's fear, it's doubt, it's worry, it's anxiety, it's all those sorts of things. Those things are coming against us. And here's this promise the Lord's given us. Trust in me. Look unto me. Depend upon me. I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll cause you to be able to stand. I mean, I'm standing here before you this morning in, in, in the strength of that same promise. When Brother Brunson asked me, do you have a hymn? That was for me, that last one. Be still, my soul. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speak. I want the Lord to speak, you know, unto you. But this is a passage for troubling times, a passage for needy people. Are you needy people? I'm a needy person. I think that describes each of us here today. I think there's a continual influx of things into our lives that, that seem to want to cause uncertainty. On the one hand, trusting the Lord with all your heart, I read in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. On the other hand, leaning upon your own understanding, I read the Lord says, without me you can do nothing. So what a rock 
this passage is for us. What, what a place for our feet to find a solid foundation to stand upon when things are just seemingly spinning out of control all around us. The Lord says, are you trusting me? You know, brother, we were up there at Arkansas in your, your house. Caught on fire. Sister, your, all, your, all your earthly belongings and even your retirement, you know, burned up in a moment. You know, what are you going to do in times like that? Has the Lord been faithful? Has the Lord supplied every need? Yes. Um, you know, so we, we trust. We trust in the Lord. We don't trust in ourselves and what we can do. We trust in the Lord. In all of Job's troubles, can't you hear the trust? The Lord has given the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He worships. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going to depend upon you. Lord, I'm going to look unto you in this. His own health removed. His friends, miserable comforters. And yet... Even in the worst of it, in the thick of it, Job says, though he slay me, somebody finish it. Yet will I trust him. Yet will I trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I don't know about you, but that gives me hope. Needed hope. Much needed hope. Uh, listen, brethren, I've not been to the place that Job has. I mean, you read in Scripture, have you heard of the patience of Job? But I've been, like you, in some very, very difficult situations and circumstances. And this is all I could hang on to. Brother Johnny came up to me at one point and during this particular time I'm thinking of. And he says, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. He knew my resources were going to be depleted quickly. You're going to need to hang on to the Lord. You're going to need to trust in Him. That's what he was telling me. Brother Johnny Carter is who I was referring to. If you, Some of you might know him. But what a precious thing trust is. Trust can be broken, can it? There are earthly relationships that trust is broken. This trust will not be broken. The Lord says, trust in me. I'll not fail you. I'll not leave you. I'll not forsake you. This trust will not fail you. It can not fail you. You know, Jeremiah talks about the man who trusts in the Lord being like a tree. Did, did, did y'all suffer, I guess, the same sort of drought conditions here that we did, right? I mean, it, it's, it was as bad as I've seen it in a long time. Um, happened to be a year we decided to plant a bunch of fruit trees uh, in the spring. We don't know, do we? Uh, what tomorrow is going to bring. But, um, you know, Jeremiah says that the man who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You know, what I see there is troubled times, Brother Joe. I see 
difficulties, and yet trusting in the Lord, the leaf doesn't wither. The, the tree doesn't fail to produce fruit. Its roots are spread out into you know, the, the river banks there and are fed continuously. It's also like the house that was built upon the rock and the house that was built upon the sand. I see both of those here too. I see the house built upon the rock, trust in the Lord. I see the one built upon the sand, leaning upon your own understanding. I want to trust in the Lord when the rains come, when the wind blows, when the floodwaters begin to rise. I want to be found trusting in the Lord. You've probably seen people do the same thing that I have. I've seen them pace the floors. I've seen them wring their hands. I've seen them or heard them say, what are we going to do? And I've been there to say, we're going to trust in the Lord. I hope that if I'm ever in that situation, brother, you, you might would be near and be able to say, Brother Russell, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He's able. He cares. He's not only able, he's willing. He's willing. How long will the rain last? I don't know. How strong will the wind be? I don't know. How deep will the water get? I don't know. Could the Lord stop all of those things? We just sang about it. The waves and the wind still know the voice of him who rules below. However strong, however deep, however long, still he's given me this promise to trust in him. Still, he's told me, do not lean on your own understanding. Still, he's told me, acknowledge me in all of your ways. I'll, I'll direct your path. I'll, I'll give you wisdom. I'll, I'll lead you in the way that you should go. I'll, I'll help you and strengthen you, like we said, and cause you to stand. So even though I cannot see a way through the trouble I'm facing, what can I see? I can see Christ. I can see him in whom my soul trusts. He to whom my soul belongs. He who is my shepherd. He who cares for me. Protects me. Causes all things to work together for my good. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight, aren't we? Think about those in Hebrews chapter 11 who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. Come on, you young people. Tell me. Who stopped the mouths of lions? Who was in that situation? Who did God stop the mouths of lions for? Somebody. Noah? Hmm? Daniel. Yes. Well, how about, that, how about that next one there? Quench the violence of fire. Hmm? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Yeah. Yeah. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant in fight and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That's the only kind of aliens I believe in. I don't think there's any in outer space. Uh, 
We were once aliens to the covenant and the promises, but we've been brought nigh by the blood of Christ. What has the Lord not done for your soul? I mean, you can look around in this room and you can see people that you know the Lord has done things for. And they can look at you and see the things the Lord's done for you. How many of us have seen such things? How many things like that do we see in Scripture? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, David, and Goliath. When I was going through that very difficult time in my life, there was another brother that was going through similar, although not the same circumstances, just ahead of me. Someone that I actually met, you know, at one of these places, a Bible conference. And I can remember the strength that that gave me. And how that I said, Lord, if you can bring that brother through what he's going through, and here I am entering into it, you can bring me through. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Take courage. Trust in the Lord's a message for every person here. Trust in the Lord who became sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. I mean, if, if God has done that, what will He not do? Do we not have every reason to trust in Him? What will He not do for us? How can we not trust Him? Isn't it an evil and sinful thing for us not to trust Him? Wouldn't you say that? That's a sinful thing for us not to trust the Lord. How can you not want to acknowledge Him in all of your ways who causes all things to work together for your good? How can you not want to look to Him and trust in Him and wait upon Him and find Him faithful? Can you imagine when you think about all things working together for your good? Just think about that verse of Scripture. For those, for those who love God and the called according to His purpose, right? And so... Here's, I don't know how many people that we have in the room here, but then think about our churches, you know, back home, those of us who are visiting here. Think about those assemblies of believers all across the entire globe and then go backwards and think about all those who have gone before us and think about those who will come after us. If you were to write that out in an equation, what would that look like? You know, how, how, much, how much ink and paper would that take? It would be far beyond E equals MC squared, right? Which is incredible to think about. God's working a situation in my life and at the same time in that same situation and circumstances working in David's life you know, or in Mark's life. You know, he's working all things together. John Newton says, Approach my soul the mercy seat, where Jesus answers prayer. There humbly fall before His feet, for none can perish there. Thy promise is my only plea. With this I venture nigh. Thou callest burdened souls to Thee, and such, O Lord, am I. Is that you? That's me. Are you a burdened soul? The Lord says, come unto me and rest. Paul says to Timothy, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. Trust in the Lord. Well, he's, why? Because he's able. 
Trust in the Lord. He's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And further on in Philippians 4, 19, Paul says, But my God shall supply all your need according to... He's rich. According to his riches. And, and he can give to Melissa. And his riches really haven't been depleted. I mean, even less so than if we were to go to the ocean and take a cup and put it into the water and take it out. Would you visibly be able to notice that the ocean was any... But it is. It's less one cup than it was before. But God's mercies and His grace, limitless, limitless, boundless, according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So He's not only able, but He's willing. The text doesn't say it's going to be easy. Oh, are you, are you telling me, Brother Russell, that if I trust in the Lord with all my heart, it's going to make everything easier? Well, you'll have comfort. You'll have strength in Him. You'll have joy in Him. But it doesn't mean that your difficulties are not still going to be difficult. And those, that very thing is, is what drives us to the Lord, isn't it? I mean, what if everything... Went, I mean, don't people think that? Well, I become a Christian and everything's just going to be rosy. You know, everything is going to be wonderful. Um, what would that be like for us? I mean, if you got everything... Of, of what this world has to offer that, that you could have. If you didn't have any sickness, if you didn't have any pain, if you didn't have any turmoil, you know, what would we look like? The Lord has a purpose in these things. These things aren't for no reason. The Lord's doing something. He's working in these things. And knowing that, I say, in the middle of hard times, Lord, I trust you. He, he's, he's the great physician. I haven't always gone under anesthesia into a surgical procedure and had that kind of confidence in the doctor. But the great physician, yes. There, there's, 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 not a, there, there's, there's, there's nothing that he does that is without purpose. And like if you, some of you have heard Brother Mark preach that message, you know, God's got his eye on the, on the time. He's got his eye on the temperature. You're not going to be there any longer than you need to be. But God's going to produce the effect that he has determined to produce in that trial that you're going through. Whatever length of time it is. His way, as for God, his way is what? Perfect. Everything he does, perfect. So, Things may be hard now, but they may get worse. Not the kind of news that we're necessarily looking for. But I can assure you of this. You trust in the Lord. He'll not forsake you. It could cost you your job. It could cost you your freedom. It could cost you your life. It could be like Job and lose everything that you possess. And yet, still have all things. Right? Trusting in Him. Boy, wouldn't we be in trouble if we only had our understanding to lean on? We've got something better than that to lean upon, don't we, brethren? We lean upon the Lord. We trust in the Lord. We have something better than our understanding to lean upon. We're finite. He's infinite. We're weak. He's strong. We're without complete understanding. He knows all things. 
and does all things well. So trust in the Lord. What's the alternative? Lean upon your understanding. That's not a good alternative. That's not good advice to lean upon your own understanding. The Lord tells us to seek Him first and all these things that we tend to be concerned about all these things that we tend to be anxious over, all these things that we tend to worry about, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. Those things be added unto you. Yes. Brother Conrad Merle told a story in one of his books how he and his wife had only their grocery money left. You remember that one, Brother Mark? And they hadn't yet tithed to the church. And Sister Eunice like, what are we going to do? And Brother Conrad's, we're going to tithe. You know, that's our grocery money. Yep. We're going to trust. What is, what is he saying? We're going to trust in the Lord. Well, to make a long story short, a grocery truck overturns on the freeway. Someone who knew Brother Conrad is there at the time this happens. And the truck driver's like, all this stuff's going to spoil. Take what you want. And a knock come to Brother Conrad's door. I was in this situation, brother, and I thought you could use some of this. There's the grocery money, right? The Lord's not going to leave you high and dry. If, if he's called you to something, trust in him. Do it. Do what's right. Like I said, it may cost you your job. It may cost you your life even. That'd be the worst thing, right? But what is that? Our life is a vapor. If the Lord chooses to take it, we're only going to be better off. I have people in the congregation where I pastor and they're like fretting over, you know, a surgery they're going to have and like, well, what if I die on the operating table? I said, well, praise God. I mean, that'd be a good way to go. Um, you know, you're to close your eyes under anesthesia and wake up and, 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 and be in eternal bliss, uh, beholding your Savior. So we have been given exceeding great and precious promises, haven't we? Trust in those promises. May we go back to the message last night. Read your Bible. Stay in God's Word. See those exceeding great and precious promises. And believe them. And trust in the Lord. Trust His providence. Trust His power. Trust His ability. Trust His will to direct all things together for your good and his glory. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. I think back to the tree in Jeremiah. It wasn't moved, right? Its roots went out into the water. Its leaves were still green. It's still producing fruit. Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I heard in some of the prayers this morning people confessing that there's been times they felt like giving up. You ever felt like that way before? You know, I, I, how, how long have you been preaching now, David? How many years? 30 years? Yeah. You ever felt like giving up? <laughs> you ever felt like, Lord, what's, what's the point? Nobody seems to listen. Nobody seems... To hear, nobody seems to care. That's not true. That, that's like Elijah. 
you know, he, he runs off, said, Lord, I alone am left, and they seek my life. And the Lord says, no, I've got 5,000 who haven't bowed the knee to Baal. Think about Joseph sold into slavery by his brothers. They wanted to kill him. Then things look up for him a little bit, and he's there in Potiphar's house, and then he gets, you know, lied about, um, and he's thrown into prison. Things look pretty bleak again. But we don't hear anything, it seems like, except trusting the Lord. The Lord's blessing everything that was put in his hand. You know, everywhere that he went, that leaf was still, you know, green as it were. And finally being raised to second only to Pharaoh. You remember his brothers found out who he was at that one point. And and they were afraid that he was going to kill them. And he said, fear not. You meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. You meant to bring evil against me, but God brought good out of it. Well, brethren, God's bringing good out of all these things. And I know it doesn't seem like it in the midst of the trouble. I know it doesn't seem like it in the midst of the trial. I, don't, I know it doesn't seem like it in the midst of the problems that we face. But again, the text answers that question and says, trust in me. And it seems like the Lord's asking us in these things, when they happen, are you going to trust in me? Are you going to believe me? Are you going to rest in me? Are you going to look unto me? Are you going to wait upon me? I I can't help but think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here Nebuchadnezzar's like, one more chance. Bow. And they said, we can't. They actually said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And if that doesn't happen, He is able to deliver us from your hand. Either way, He's able to deliver us from your hand. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. What did they do? They trusted in the Lord. Can you imagine? Furnace heated, was it seven times? Isn't that right? Hotter than ever before. Slew the men that, that were casting them into that place. But yet they said, we're going to trust in the Lord. We're not going to bow. We're going to trust in the Lord. We're not going to disobey Him. We're going to trust in the Lord. We're not going to dishonor God. We could say the same thing about Daniel, the lion's den, Elijah. One man, 850 prophets. What are the odds? One with God against nearly a, a thousand men, 850 men. What have you heard before? One with God is a Majority, right? One with God is a majority. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He'll direct your path. 
How do we know when we're leaning upon our own understanding? One little three-letter word comes to mind with a question mark behind it. Why? Why now, Lord? Why this? Questions like that tell us that we're leaning upon our own understanding. Whenever our circumstances seem to be greater than God's providence, than God's power, than God's ability, we're leaning upon our own understanding. What's been the result when we've leaned upon our own understanding? Well, we've been moved by fear. We've been filled with doubt, worry, anxiety. We've been robbed of our joy. We find our place, ourselves in, in, in a place of weariness. It, it's, it's weary to be in a place like that, isn't it? I mean, how restful it is to trust in the Lord. How wearisome it is to lean upon your understanding. The psalmist says something like that in Psalm 127, verse 2. He said, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. That's leaning upon your understanding. The rest of the verse says this, For he giveth his beloved sleep. That's trusting in the Lord. Right? So, trust in the Lord during these times. Look unto him. Call upon him. Wait upon him. You know, we, we see on one hand, we see Peter. And let me just say this. So, have we ever been guilty of both in the same set of circumstances? Absolutely. Um, we've, we've done both. We've, we've trusted in the Lord in, some, in, in, in parts and maybe leaned upon our understanding in other parts. I mean, you look at people like Peter and, and, and the Lord's out there on the water. And, and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, command that I come out. He said, come. Peter's walking on water. He's looking to the Lord. He's trusting in Him. And then what? He begins to see the waves. And he begins to see the, hear the wind. And, 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 he, and he begins to sink. Because he begins to lean upon his own understanding. No, Peter, you shouldn't be able to walk on water. You know, he begins to think, I, I shouldn't be able to do this. You know, well, absolutely not. But that same Peter, we see not long after... I mean, James has just been killed with a sword. And Peter is in prison, chained, you know, two guards, and he's asleep. He giveth his beloved sleep. He was trusting, resting in the Lord. Psalm 124 verse 8 says, Our help, here we're talking about trusting in the Lord, right? Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth? If he made heaven and earth, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is, is anything impossible for him? How could we say, what could the Lord do in this circumstance? Or what can the Lord do in that circumstance? And I'm not saying that we may verbally say that out loud to somebody. But are you praying? Are you asking? Are you seeking? Are you looking unto the Lord in those things? <coughs> Spurgeon said, And thus, while you are debating a matter about which there is not the shadow of a shade of doubt, 
He says, the burden is crushing your gentle to the dust. The dust leaning upon your understanding. While you're debating a matter about which there's no doubt, God is able. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Cast your burden upon the Lord and He shall sustain you. Not that He might, not that He could, but that He will. He will sustain you. David says in Psalm 62, 1 and 2, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. When we're moved, we're leaning upon our own understanding. So, what do we need to do? We need to stay in God's Word. We need to stand under the preaching of God's Word. We need to trust in God's might. We need to trust in His wisdom. We need to trust in His power. We need to trust in His providence. Brother John Green, when he was praying earlier, referenced this passage of Scripture, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves. Here comes this trouble. Where did it come from? Who allowed it to make it to your doorstep? God did. Humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. And what a blessing to read the rest of it, for he careth for you. Paul further said in Philippians, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I mean, you already know the end of the story, right? Whatever this is that's going on, the Lord's going to work it together for your good as his child. So, you can come before him in these things. Don't be anxious. Present these things before him. And he says, do so with thanksgiving. I, I can be thankful. I can be thankful, Lord, you're going you're to bring good. I, don't, I, I can't see it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I wouldn't be able to do it. There's not a, a, a way in a million years I'd be able to bring good from this. I don't know how it's going to be, but I know you're able. And I'm going to trust in you. Let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This sort of question came up in a meeting I was with uh, Brother Don Johnson in one time, and uh, he said, how are we going to make it through? I, I, I don't know if you were there for that, that particular message that he preached, Brother John, that time, but, but um, Brother Don said, pray, pray, pray. How are we going to make it through? Trust in the Lord. Stay in the Word. Remain steadfast in prayer. Be strong in, come on, the Lord and the power of His might. The author and finisher of our faith. If we don't, our mind's going to wander. We're going to begin to lean upon our understanding. We're going to depend upon ourselves. We're going to seek what we can do in our own strength. We're going to be filled with worry, doubt, unbelief. Our, our joy is going to be robbed. We're not going to have peace and rest. We don't always know the why things are happening. Other than we can say, like I said, God's going to bring good out of this. God knows exactly what he's doing. There's no question. 
He may be pleased to reveal that unto us, and he may not. Well, we may not know this side of glory exactly why that thing happened, but we can still trust him because everything he does is right. Everything he does is good. As for God, his way is perfect. So the psalmist can say in Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times, right? At all times. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. I mean, that's what trust in the Lord is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's running into that refuge. Lord, this thing's scary. Lord, this thing's trying to get me. But I'm going to rest and I'm going to run under the shadow of your wing and I'm going to trust in you. In the end, we'll not regret trusting in him. We'll regret leaning upon our own understanding, but we'll not regret trusting in him. You remember what the psalmist says in Psalm 16? The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Think about all the things that happened to Paul. You know, all the imprisonment, all the beatings, the shipwrecks, all the things that took place. And he says in Philippians, I want you to understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out. It, it, it seems like they would constrict, they would restrict, they would keep from. But he said, all these things that have happened to me have actually turned out to the furtherance of the gospel. He's like, I'm bound in prison, but the gospel's not. God's sending it forth still. Somebody says to me, what are you doing? Preaching out in the middle of nowhere, I'm not talking about here. If you thought I was talking about here, you ought to go where I'm at. That's nowhere. You know, in a sense, it's a very small place. I've been asked that question before. I've changed jobs. Why are you changing jobs? Why are you preaching through that book? Why that sermon now? All I can say is, I'm looking to the Lord. I'm trusting in Him. I'm leaning upon Him. I'm asking Him to direct my path. And He's the one making my way straight. If you think that I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done that, just wait. Just wait. The Lord may reveal it to you. The Lord may help you to be able to see what it is He was doing in that set of circumstances. I struggle like everybody else. Things happen. Unexpected things happen. Incredibly hard things happen. But again, I hear the Lord saying, will you trust me? Will you believe me? Will you hope in me? Will you rest in me? Will you look unto me? So trust in the hard times. We've talked about that. And I'm, I'm coming to a close, I promise. What about things that seem like this is an easy decision? You remember when the Philistines had come against David and David had defeated them? And it seems like they come right back again. And David doesn't just say, okay, well, you know, I whooped them once. I go out and whoop them again. And he says, Lord, what shall I do? And the Lord says, 
fetch a compass back behind them. And you wait until you hear a sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees. And then you attack. It wasn't a given. David trusted in the Lord even in that which seemed like a no-brainer. I've already beat him. I've just beat him. Um, I can go beat him again. No. No. How much grace do we need every single day to face? We, we don't know what we're going to face. I mean, what's the rest of this day going to bring? Uh, I, I know when y'all were at the camp, you didn't expect to get that news. Um, that your house had burned down. Are you acknowledging him? Are you looking to him in all areas of your life? It says with all your heart. To look unto the Lord in all things. Call me simple, but I think the Lord knows better than I do. I think it's best for me to say, Lord, here's this. It's set before me. This is what I think I ought to do. This is what seems to be right in the situation. But Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to you. you know, help me here. Help me in this. Do I stay? Do I go? It, it, it looks like a better situation. But Lord, you know better than I do. Now, I, I just three years ago took a job that was more hours and less pay. When I left the prospect of managing the entire insurance agency, receiving you know, a portion, a percentage of the commissions that were written in the entire agency, an increase in salary, more time off. Well, some people might say, well, that seems like no-brainer. Why don't you do that? Because it's not what the Lord directed me to do. And so, I'm in a position where I have less of a salary and I have more hours and it's probably, out of all the things that I've done, from starting out as sacking groceries, groceries at Piggly Wiggly, all the way until now, what I'm doing right now, as far as my earthly employment, is the most difficult thing. And why do I bring that up? I bring it up for this reason. Because what the Lord has taught me is that if I will seek Him, He will direct my path. And in knowing that I've sought Him, and in knowing that He has directed my path in that way, when I get into that situation and things get harder than I thought they would be, and more difficult than I thought they could become, I don't have to say, oh boy, I must have made a wrong decision. No, I can fall back and say, Lord, I prayed about this. I sought you. I, I know that you were able to direct me. And you, I, I, I believe with all my heart that you did because I set this thing before you and asked you to, to do so. And so here I am in the harder thing. I don't have to wonder, am I supposed to be here? All I have to do is trust in the Lord. So, commit your works unto the Lord and your thoughts will be established, Proverbs 16.3 says. Do the hard work. Wait upon the Lord and trust in Him.